Hello, hello! Welcome to Pocky Talky episode 17, Dad! And today I have my special guest, and by that I mean my extra special guest, because she's my wife. It's Lindsay! Hi! Hey, sorry, I had a, I had a fly in my throat there. Um, so yeah, this is our second ever in-person record. Um, because, you know, my wife I live in, here, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> best roommate. Um, top two for sure with, uh, with Johnny. Yeah. Um, Johnny's our dog. <laughs> Not just a, a You know what? That's appropriate for the episode. <laughs> it, to be appropriate to the episode, we should cut to our dog every, every five seconds. <laughs> every five so. seconds. So, this was a fun episode. I've been looking forward to it to a while. I misremembered a few things. But before we get into that... Let's find out a few things about Lindsay. So, Lindsay. I'm your wife. <laughs> That's a good fun fact. To be honest, it's appropriate to uh, Baki, just to <laughs> refer to me as, you know, my connection to the man. Yes. Your role in the podcast so far has been very fitting for Baki, as, like, mentioned and n- not heard or yeah. doing anything. <laughs> so it's a bit of a, yeah. a break from the trend. Okay, so, Lindsay, uh, other than Baki, what shows are you watching? Um, we are watching uh, Only Murders in the Building. Great, great choice. Great show. I just watched the Sandman Netflix show, which was quite good. I feel like that's, like, my style. I'm pretty open to any TV. I think you're open to any TV, and I think you're choosing the coolest shows. What about, like, the Hardy Boys? Well, that was a while ago. Sulphur Springs? Oh, yeah. No, I'll watch anything. (laughs) Like, I'll watch, like, kitty stuff. I'll watch, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, anime-wise, we've watched... Um, watching Spy Family. Oh yeah, Spy Family is very good. Um, we also watched the one um, Promised Land. Never what the promise. The first season of the Promised Neverland. Yeah, and then we watched uh, the Gone. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, and then we watched One Punch Man. Yeah, we watched. I don't know. That's probably it. <laughs> oh, Haiku. Oh, yeah, if if that was still on Netflix, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. <laughs> um, and so, second question. Other before watching this episode, uh, what if anything did you know about Baki? Um, a stupid amount because <laughs> I live with you. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of random episodes when you watch them and with no real connections. And uh, I've heard about it every day basically for the last ten years. That whenever you started watching, is it the last ten years? I don't know. We've, we've been, been we've been together. I just I don't remember when you started watching it, but it feels like forever. <laughs> Oh, okay. So the last four years? The last four years, it felt like ten years. (laughs) Um, So I've heard about it a lot, and I listened to every episode as you're like... Yes. Lindsay is the first person to listen to every episode. Um, Not by choice, but... (laughs) (laughs) As a tester. So So usually, Lindsay finds at least one or two things to fix in every episode. I will say, though, because of the schedule, I I hadn't heard the last one, I think Jax. So um, I was very confused because the last one I had heard was Ryan's like two episodes ago. So Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so I know a surprising amount, but I wouldn't... Spoilers, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a fan, so... Don't don't worry about that, folks. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay, um, so this episode has a few pretty um, you know unrelated scenes going on. Uh, so we'll start with the first one. Uh, we pick up where we left off last week. So Doyle, uh, Kosho Shinogi, and Jerry with a G, the uh, U.S. General, are all uh, chilling in a hotel room together. Uh, and Lindsay, tell us tell us what happens. 
So, I don't remember his name, but Kung Fu Man, what was his name? Shinogi? Shinogi? Kosho Shinogi, I think. I'm not saying all that. Kosho. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, so Kosho is fighting Doyle, and he's admiring all the knives throughout his body, as as the show does. He has some kind of spring-loaded blades in his body, and he won't hesitate for a second to use them if I'm in range. What's he gonna use? His hand? His elbow? His foot? His knee? And then he's, like, standing still in, like, a, I don't know, martial art, like, move. Yeah. And then the general's just watching. Is he the same general that was with, um... Who? Yujiro? I'm so bad at names. Um, no, my, my favorite, Oliver. Oh, um, no, I don't think Oliver's been with a general. He was with, some guy came and got him from the prison Oh, he, that. that's like the head of the Tokyo Police Department. Oh, alright. Well, yeah. so this general Sonata, who Sonata. I have no idea where he came from is there. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't know why he's there either. Oh, cool. Alright. Um, so anyways, I guess this fight has been happening, and it looks like Doyle's about to, like, fall over dead, because he just has a vacant expression and, like, blood coming out of his mouth, and then the other guy's like, I'll wait until he makes a move, and then doesn't really i don't know he like doyle moves forward and he's like he's coming towards me and i'm like you could you could back up like i don't anyways basically the guy goes to like hit doyle and and doyle like cracks his hand and it sets off an explosive in his stomach or on his vest i don't know and it like somehow it doesn't hit doyle and it just explodes the other guy it's a a perfect explosive They strap to your chest, and it explodes forward, and it just sort of pushes Doyle back a little bit. I honestly thought it was like a squib. A what? Like from film, like when you like like you have like squib explosives. Oh, maybe it is. And they like, but but the thing, no, it wouldn't cause that much damage. <laughs> like the guy was smoking on the <laughs> ground; we couldn't see his face. They didn't even explain if he was dead or not, as the show does. And then, like, the general and and starts talking about how unfair of a fight it was because he used explosives. And then the general's like, What if we started fighting and I pulled a gun on you? My chance of victory is now increased unfairly. What if I got a gun? And then Doyle's like, Whatever. That would be fine by me. Huh? All right, do it. Come at me, bro. And then the general's like, I'm going to use a nuke and hit me in the face. (laughs) He said he wished he could use a nuke to hit him in the face. Which, at the time, I thought was a little over-exaggerating. But now that I know he's, like, a U.S. child, I'm like, oh, shit, all right, he might. And Doyle was like, bring it on. And then the scene just ended, and I was like, okay. If I could, I'd launch a nuke at your cocky ass. And that would be fine by me, too. You'd need to make damn sure you could press the button before I'd finish you off. So, yeah, so just to go in on, um... We learn, we learn a lot about Doyle's philosophy in this episode, which I liked. Mm-hmm. So uh, the general is saying, if I pulled a gun on you, just like how you pulled an explosive uh, in this fight, it's not fair. And Doyle's saying, why? This isn't like a judo tournament. This isn't like a martial arts fight with rules. We're just two guys in a hotel room mm-hmm. trying to kill each other. I mean, this guy already put a bunch of weapons in his literal body, so I don't think he has any qualms about... Yeah. You know, 
pulling well, more weapons. Well, and I, I just want to point out, the other guy, you know how you said he was in a weird martial arts pose? Yeah. His technique is called the nerve splitter, where he sticks his fingers into your flesh and rips your nerve out. Yeah, but that's natural, Steve, okay. so that's fair. <laughs> I just... Yeah, that's dumb. But So so Doyle, his only goal is to be the strongest man alive. Which um, I thought was weird, because I will say, saying the strongest man alive to me implies, like literal strength and i don't but doyle to me wants to be the best or the winner or but i don't know that was weird to me yeah well it's, it's a cool philosophy and it doesn't really jive with his whole like i want to taste defeat thing i think he's just well, saying he that. referenced it yeah yeah jerry jerry did bring that up he was like that's all you want to taste defeat that's that's how i remember <laughs> jerry and then there's only one thing i want to be known as the strongest man in the world the strongest huh What's that mean to you? It means never losing to anyone. Then, what's with all this wanting to taste defeat? <laughs> and then Doyle was like, but the best defeat is when you're on top and you're the winner and then you're defeated and today wasn't that day. And I was like, uh, yeah, okay, fair. Typical Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we leave that scene. With, Very abruptly. Yeah, uh, Shinogi's just smoking on the floor. <laughs> And we go to Baki in oh bed with his dog. Um, I don't bring up Baki's dog a lot. Um, oh my god! He's he's been in the show in a lot of background shots. Um, I'll I'll put a editor Steve here once I look up what his name is. Baki's dog's name is Musashi, and he is a Tosa Inu, which is a fighting dog. Actually, he was so sweet. He Have- was very distracting, but every time they cut to him, also he just goes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just imagined, because a lot of times they would cut to Baki, and Baki would think something. He had a lot of, like, thinking in this episode, and then it would cut to the dog. So I imagine the dog was thinking the same thing as Baki. So, like, when Baki was like, it goes away, and then they cut to the dog, I was imagining the dog was going, it goes away. Like, I imagine the dog is also in love with goes away, and it's actually just, like, a weird, like, triangle. (laughs) I like that idea. That's why goes away came, actually, for the dog. For the dog. No matter what I do, the thought of you just won't go away. That's one way to put it. Anyway, I should be going. Yeah. Well, she's so, trying to make the dog jealous. So the reason I like this episode is because I actually feel it's very character focused for an episode of Baki. Like we learn Doyle's motivation and he goes into detail about it. And then after that, we get a scene with Baki and Kozue where we really get to look into Baki's actually emotional about something. Mm-hmm. He actually cares about yeah. something. So for reference, uh, Baki is sleeping in what I have to assume traditional j- Japanese Oh my God, this outfit though. It's like... It's like little booty shorts, but then also like a crop top shirt, but it's like one of those exercise ones, so it's like not fitted. But then it's I was like, puffy. yeah, it cut to him at the front and it was like feathers or puffy. Like I was like, what in the hell is that? I think that? that's just what the teens of Japan wear to bed. Oh their, their puffy crop top booty short combo. <laughs> <laughs> and then they sleep on the floor with their dog. But yeah, so Baki is about to go to bed. Uh, and then Kozue comes to check in on him, and they sort of discuss their feelings. Um, like, not really. They so, I don't know. She she comes in, and he's like, why are you here? Or something? I don't know. But, like, it, it, it's mostly his thoughts, right? Well, first, first they talk about what it's like, like, I was thinking about you. Listen, I've been thinking. <laughs> I've 
been thinking about you. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. They're both like, I'm always thinking about you, and even when I'm eating and sleeping and da da. And like, it's she's. Much, it's much like a toothache. Like, you can't <laughs> that stop was ridiculous. Like, it. at first it was kind of romantic because Kozui was like, I, I can't stop thinking about you. And then Baki was like, You mean all the time? Like every moment? And then she's like, Oh, and then he's like, It's like a toothache. And she's like, Oh, okay. Like, and then at first I thought he blew it. Because she's like, okay, well, I'm going to leave. <laughs> like, and I was like, yeah, I would too. Like, I don't like being called a toothache. It's a lot like having a toothache. No matter what I do, the thought of you just won't go away. Anyway, I should be going. Uh, but then, she d- he didn't blow it. She comes back. Yeah. Which, I don't know why she left. That was weird. I think she, I, I liked that. I think she was just, um, she was like trying to play it cool, be like, Okay, yeah, we we hit it off. I'll be back, like playing it coy, and then she went back, and then off camera was, was like a little nah, bit more than coy. She showed up, didn't knock, just away. walked in. <laughs> she dropped her clothes and just kind of got into bed with him. Okay, well that was after she was done being coy. Oh, okay. <laughs> she, she came in, was a little coy, like oh, okay, that's all I need. Left, and then realized, nah, I need some more. Came back, yeah, stripped out, down all of her clothes. Climbed into bed with Baki. In case anyone was wondering, Steve is the uh, aficionado on women's women's games. I run a and... Baki's podcast. I know. What I women know women. Want. <laughs> um, yeah. So so yeah, that was. What would the... you, you do if I bought that shirt that Baki was wearing? But if I start wearing that to, to bed, I mean, you do you, but. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not acting like Cozway. I'm not dropping my clothes. And... Right. Hot and heavy. No, they didn't. They didn't actually. Yeah. Well, they got close. So, Cozway starts feeling up Baki's back, which he apparently has never felt before. Well, that was hilarious. So Baki, we're in his brain. He's like sweating profusely, <laughs> and he's just like. She's undressing. Oh my god, she's naked. Okay. Over here to get under the covers. Completely naked. Oh my god, she's near me. She's next to me. She's. Uh, that was appropriate if you guys didn't hear. Our dog just made a noise and. He yawned. This, they cut to the dog in this scene too, and that's so weird. Oh, every. Because it's. Okay, they're clearly not spending a lot of the budget on this scene. Like, there's probably four shots. Yeah. There's Baki's face, Kozway's face. Long pan of their two bodies in bed and the and dog. The dog. <laughs> so. so, anyways, Baki is talking about like, oh my gosh, she's near me. What should I do? Should I do the? Should I make a move? What? And then Kozaway, on the other hand, is like, oh my gosh, your back is so soft. It's huge, Baki. I had no idea. Your back is so big, Baki. I didn't realize how. Well, first she goes, Baki, it's so big. <laughs> and we're like. Huh? And I was like, you're back. It's so big. It's so soft. And I'm just like, oh my god, has this girl never hugged him? Like, but, Which is, yeah, it's crazy for multiple things. One, the back is probably one of the areas that it would be first touched by somebody. Yeah. I don't know. Like <laughs> like a casual, yeah. yeah I don't but know. also, Baki in this episode is wearing like a crop top that shows off his back. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. Maybe maybe Baki has just used his martial arts to never like show his back to Kozaway. <laughs> Like, he has such fast reflexes. So, yeah. So then, well, you know, the the best part of the episode, when Baki turns to make a move and goes... Oh, yeah, after building it up, he's just like... He's like... He. It was great, because he said something, but I don't remember what it is. We'll put it it in. It was was like, 
Like, I'm going to turn around and, and look, into, look the into the eyes. And look into the eyes of my dad. <laughs> this is it. You're going to turn over and you're going to look directly into the eyes of your dad. <laughs> So Yujiro's back for his first <laughs> real interaction of the season. Oh, Lord. Um, so Yujiro has snuck into Baki's house, probably like a ghost. <laughs> okay, can we, I also point out, out, can I also point out, the dog, like, made noises when Kozue came, but didn't tell them when Yujiro, like, okay, do but that's, dogs that's not... Okay, but that's fair. We, we do cut to the dog later on in the scene, and he is cowering in fear, because I just everybody can was, respect how alpha was too, like, is. upset that... He's getting kicked out of the triangle. Yeah. So Yujiro shows up and talks about how Baki's getting a lot of advice from people. Um, I honestly don't even remember who he's talking about. Okay, I was Other, like, well, is that referring to something in, in, in the last episode, him? Hanayama came back and told them some weird advice. Um, oh. I don't know what that was about. Don't do it. Maybe Sikorsky gave some advice when he oh. kidnapped her. I don't know. Yeah. Basically, his dad was just in like... Soviet Russia, man makes first move. Well, to be that. fair, Baki was going to do that, so... Yeah. Of course, he's got But Hanayama, that's the dad? Yeah. No, Yujiro's oh, the dad. Oh, Yujiro was also thinking... Like, he was like... It was weird. He was, like, encouraging Baki to do it, do it, do it. But then he was also, like... Literally, he said it like that. Yeah. But then also, he was like, you're so lame, Baki. You, a girl sneaks into your bed and you, you cower in fear. And I'm like, that's not how you, like, pump someone up. Like... <laughs> it's pretty sick, old man. You like watching your son in bed with a woman? <laughs> You're pretty funny, you know that, kid? A girl sneaks into your room, comes on to you, and you tremble with fear. If that's your idea of closing the deal, I'll never be a granddad. Nah, man, it's tough love. <clears throat> Celibacy's for wimps. Yeah, if, it was if so if, weird. If he's ever going to be a granddad, Baki's got to step well, up. Well, that was weird. I'm like, are you looking to be a granddad, or are you looking to just make him stronger? Because then he goes all into, like, you got to do it to get stronger, and then do it again, and then do it before <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> Forget celibacy. If you want to get stronger, do it. Morning, noon, and night, do it. Before and after every meal, do it. Do it till your body aches. Do it till you can't stand up straight. Do it till you're sick of it. Then do it some more. Just do it! Don't let your dreams be dreams. I think it's both, you know? like Because okay. the number one priority Yujiro has, in my opinion, is making Baki stronger so that he has someone who he can fight who could theoretically be stronger than him. Now, if Baki fails in that, maybe his grandchild (laughs) would be be better. That's a really good question that I feel like they don't put in here. I I think yes, Mm -hmm. but no. I think he wants to be stronger, and to be stronger, he must fight people who are comparable in strength to him. I don't just go do do it, do it a bunch. Apparently, that makes you stronger. Maybe he's done it too much. Yeah, we we meet another one of his kids on this episode, so. Anyway, so uh, Yujiro basically just talks about celibacies for wimps. Make sure to do it. Kozaway, lady, Kozaway. Oh my god, that was make so sure weird. Make sure to also do it. Can I talk about that? Because that was like, as a woman, I was just like, this is empowering. No, <laughs> Miss Kozaway, was it? Blossom into the woman you were meant to be. Take it till you can't take it anymore. You must be insatiable. It was literally like, he looks at her, firstly, he goes, 
uh, Kozway, is it? And I'm like, wait, this is the first time they're meeting? And he's... <laughs> well, they met when Kozway got kidnapped. Okay, Co- so but... So, Yujiro has now only met Kozway when she's in her underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, um, and basically, he was like, you know, son, you gotta keep doing it, and then when you don't want to do it anymore, do it some more, and do it. Kozway, like you know, be a woman, the woman you were meant to be. And I'm like, wow, that is rude. Maybe she wants to go to law school or something. Like, leave her alone. Like, she doesn't need to... Anyways, it was just, it was very rude. And then he was like, you know, but then don't let him push you to to keep doing it. Like, that was, ve- I was very confused because I'm like, is he encouraging Baki to, like, rape her or something? Like, no, that was weird. No. Maybe. Yujiro... <laughs> Yujiro's weird. Yujiro does have some problematic history to him that um oh yeah that's true uh well it doesn't really come up in the show it's so far so i'm not gonna touch on it um yeah so that was yeah oh and then he phases out oh yeah like a ghost (laughs) he he's like bye and then he turns to go to the door and then literally just like phases out like the door and then but then we hear the door close but we never saw it open like that was so weird and by phase out like it's literally like a like an effect i could do it like in a slideshow it looks like a ghost he just (laughs) whoop he's gone that's how when you get really strong you can just open any door i guess well you know what i wonder if this is for the real Baki fans out here, um, there, there's a famous panel in the manga where he um, tried to open a door, uh, and somebody on the other hand, on the other side of the door, was stopping him from turning the doorknob. Um, now it, it's sort of famous because that was so early in the manga that they hadn't decided that Yujiro should be stronger than everybody else in the world, and they never revealed who that person on the other side of the door was. Spoilers: It was him from the future. Well, I'm just thinking maybe after that moment, he's sort of scared of doorknobs. <laughs> he phases through And doors. if you didn't know about that, then you're not a true Baki fan. Get out. Get out. Or get in the Discord in the Baki Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a real link this week. Um, all right. So moving on to the uh, third of four scenes. Yeah, the Jack stuff. Oh, my goodness. That was such a tonal shift like we went from like a fight or the end of one which i expect and then we went to like a weird like baki thing and i'm like okay and then we just go to retsu retsu eyebrows on fleek man as i (laughs) refer to him and uh he's just finished his dinner Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay like at a restaurant yeah. And then he looks up, which I thought was hilarious, and right in front of him. And also, they're the only two people in the restaurant, I think. Um, <laughs> they're both eating by themselves. Yeah, they're both eating by themselves. He sees the back of someone, and the waiter brings a big, like, full pig or something. Yep. Hmm? He's not going to eat a whole roast pig himself, is he? Oh, it's gone. He ate the whole damn thing in ten seconds. And then the person eats it in, like, two seconds. And then he, like, again, looks him up and down. And then he, like, he's like, that guy must be, like... He's huge. Gotta be 6'5". No, 6'9", at least. Yeah, I don't know. It also was funny that he went 6'5". No, 6'9", or whatever. But then it was also, like, later on, they're like... Height is a key factor in martial arts that focus on striking techniques. As such, it is unlikely that Kaio Retsu would misjudge such a crucial statistic. 
height is an important uh, thing and he would never get it wrong. And I'm like, he was pretty <laughs> wrong the first time he measured. Anyways. Um, and then it turns out it's Jack. Who Have we met on this podcast? We've never met Jack Hanma yet. This okay. is the first time. So Jack Hanma is Baki's half... What? Jack Hanma what? As a joke, so made it made. Oh, you okay. Anyway. Yep. Canadian pit fighter Jack Hanma. Through extreme steroid use and an insane training regimen, Jack has developed one of the most muscular physiques in the world. So Jack Hanma is Baki's half brother. So you no. Yeah. Who's the dad? Yujiro? Yeah, Yujiro's the dad. My god, I can't remember his name to save my life. Um there he's the dad of both of them. And this guy is, so we see him, he's, like, a mountain. Like, he is, like, he's not, like, big like Oliver. He's more, like, slim and trim. But he's so tall that he's casting shadows, a little shadow on the roof of the restaurant when he stands up. Yeah. Um, and then, and then they just cut to, like, the backstory of Jack, I guess. And I'm like, okay. And, and they're at that tournament that you referred to that, like, happened before... The Maximum Tournament. Is that what it's called? I think so. That's stupid. Um, so then... Then... So it's, like, anti-Baki. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Baki with long hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's talking to Jack, and he's like, Jack, don't fight in the finals. And it's what? it's definitely Baki's voice, yeah. and it looks like his face, but he's got, like, this long, luscious red hair. <laughs> it looks like if Baki, yeah, just grew out his hair. When, when we played the audio, just remember, this is not Baki. This is a doctor. <laughs> right. Sorry. I cannot believe you. <sighs> Juiced up on anabolic steroids? Listen to me! If you get in the ring and fight again, you will die! Jack, please! This is, uh... Hanma's doctor, the Hanma doctor. I don't know if it's He's just... just everyone's doctor. Yeah, okay. The yeah. doctor. <laughs> I think it's it's something... I want to say Kiraha, but I think that's the wrong name. Kureha Shinogi, one of the world's top doctors and a formidable martial artist. He devastates his opponents with deadly fighting techniques based on medical knowledge. Yeah, the doctor. So the doctor is like, Jack, don't do it. Your body, you've been using all these steroids. And, and then they cut to... Further back, Jack is like a skeleton man. <laughs> and they're like, he's used steroids and, and exercise. And I'm like, so has everyone in this show. Are you oh, trying no, to tell me? Uses steroids. Are you trying Jack. to tell me he's the only one in this show that uses steroids? No. No, just just Jack. Also, I, I want to point out he uh, he's Canadian. Um, Who? So. The doctor? Jack? No, Jack. Yeah, Canadian pit fighter is how they describe him. Oh, I just figured he didn't want to run into his family so he came to canada i didn't realize he was canadian yeah well anyways that's cool you know represent <laughs> canada canada so then um yeah so jack so just to be clear in the in the flashback he's not as tall but he's still pretty buff and everything yeah because of the steroids he's no longer steroids. a skeleton man and so he his doctor's like don't do it jack you're gonna ruin your body and then it goes to the finals where it's Jack versus Baki, and and then it's the greatest battle between two brothers. Oh of yeah, all that's time. what Yujiro says. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, can't enable much. <laughs> I don't think that one was much of a fight. <laughs> I don't know. It just came up from um, what's the show? The the 
Oh, uh, the Sandman. From Sandman, yeah. Now on Netflix. <laughs> so then, anyways. Or the Bible. It's also a part of the PCU. <laughs> the PCU. Oh, man. So, so yeah. Then it cuts to, like, a couple things of them fighting. We really don't know what happened in the fight other than Baki won. Yeah, he used his demon back. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's never come up in the show yet, but Baki has a special muscle in his back um, that is a Hanma thing that makes him extra strong. But wouldn't Jack also have it? Yeah, but Jack, Jack didn't know how to use it. Anyway. Oh. All right. Well, yeah, because then Baki wins and Jack's like a skeleton again. I don't know what was happening in that scene. But anyways, Baki won it. So then I think it made Jack mad or whatever. And so now, cut back to the present, he's done bone-lengthening surgeries. A procedure typically done in dwarves. <laughs> Bone lengthening, a surgical procedure for patients with achondroplasia, a disorder where cartilage is unable to fully develop into bone, resulting in dwarfism. But after Jack was critically injured, the bone lengthening he requested from Dr. Kureha Shinogi bordered on absolute insanity. It consisted of two fractures on all four limbs, resulting in a total of eight sites for lengthening. So this this is a real life procedure where oh you break God. a bone and then uh, as the bone heals, you like slowly stretch the bones apart and you can lengthen your bones. And it was like in children, you can get like a millimeter at a, a day. Yeah. But then in adults, it was like a quarter of a millimeter. Like it was like tiny amounts. So Jack, of course, broke, willingly broke all of his arms and legs in multiple places. And so just, eight breaks, I think it was. And uh, through that grew eight inches. Over a year. Yeah. <laughs> and it was incredible. And he lost no muscle mass. Well, even was... though he couldn't have moved. Yeah, like the doctor literally, oh, this is the doctor now seeing him present day and yeah. is like, Wow, it's incredible. No one has ever done that. No one can take that pain and blah, blah, blah. And, and the fact that you've kept your regimen. I'm like, there is no way you've broken all your bones well, you, that much. You know what the secret is to growing your bones really fast? Are you about to tell me that's why you're tall? No, no, no. I'm going to say the secret that Jack was able... By the way, listeners, I am very tall. Um, <laughs> the secret that Jack was able to grow his bones back so fast is because he can th he can seemingly eat bones. Oh, yeah, that was so gross. <laughs> As the waiter says... Um, see that? He ate the steak, and he ate the T-bone. Who does that? He ate the steak, and now he's just eating the T-bone. And then we just watch him, and it was Who like, does that? ew. <laughs> was... I think that, I think that makes I think sense. that's foreshadowing, though. Yeah, well, if you eat bones, what, oh, for his, uh, yeah, Jack in the future, way, way past the, this, mo this anime is gonna get to, but, uh, he invents a new martial art around biting people. <laughs> Which I think is a, actually a really great idea. Well, I think it's great that they're setting that up now by him biting literal <laughs> biting bone. Into bone just eating and eating it. it. To be clear, he's not biting and spitting it out. He's just he's eating just the eating bone. bone. Gross. Yeah. So yeah. So he eats some um, some bone, and uh, the doctor is. I don't know if we mentioned this. He, uh, no, we're done. Whatever. We're not even there yet. We then we cut back to the present present. <laughs> Yeah. In the restaurant. Yeah. And so the doctor's name is Shinogi, just like uh, the guy who blew up earlier in the episode. But that's uh, after. What? We come back to the restaurant and then... Oh, with Retsu, yeah. And then oh. Eyebrow on Fleek Man is like, Retsu. is that Jack? I don't know. And then Jack's like... You're that kung fu dude. I knew you. And then he like walks out. And then we cut to the hospital <laughs> where 
doctor man yeah. is uh is checking in on his brother who's in another not his patient he's yeah. in another hospital and he's like great job doctors and i don't know it was very weird and then the doctors were like wow it's an honor to have you check my files and i'm like I need to check, but with with my friend who's a nurse. But I don't think a doctor has ever been like, "Wow, it's exciting <laughs> to have another doctor check my work." Uh, your friend who is a nurse has never met a doctor like this doctor. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, true. I'm just putting that out there. Sorry, Alexis. Um, ooh, can't wait to have her on the podcast. Um, so, yeah. So then, uh, basically, it ends with. Well, it was full circle. So, so the guy wasn't dead. The smoking man. Yeah, the guy who exploded isn't actually dead. He isn't dead. And his brother's a doctor who also fights people, and he has now recruited Jack Hanma to go beat up Doyle. Uh, In Doyle's own, or in, sorry, in Jack's own words. Look, I've got no interest in your brotherhood thing. But if you're looking for an agent of vengeance, I'm your man. Well, okay, I didn't understand that. What did you think? I literally just thought... Jack was saying that to be cool. Like, I don't know. I was very confused. No, he was saying, like, I don't care. I want to beat people up. Okay. So. So then after all that, we cut back to On Fleek Eyebrow Man. And he's shopping. He just went to the bookstore. Good for him. And he gets in an elevator with a bunch of people, and then it goes down, and then a bunch of people leave, except for him and a mom and kid. Well, toddler. And then... Mm, I don't think he was a toddler. I, I know kids. I know women. I know what women want, and I know what kids are. <laughs> you know so. what kids are. Um, and then Doyle comes in, and they go like, huh? Yeah. And I'm like, didn't you look in the elevator before you got in? But apparently not. Nobody in this show looks up. <laughs> so Doyle gets in the elevator, and then they're just staring at each other, and the mom is like, uh, this is awkward. <laughs> That's how I imagined her voice. She didn't actually really talk. And then the kid actually does talk and goes, Mommy, um, we should, why are they looking at each other? And she's like, shh. <laughs> Which I thought was very real. It's a big threat in Japan, as you might end up in an elevator with two martial arts experts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Retsu and Doyle, uh, of course, uh, if we go all the way back to episode three or four, they, they said they would fight each other when they run into each other oh i just figured eh, yeah. it, more more of an in general thing with all of the fighters yeah and then they have this weird combo where they're like so the mom and son leave and they just go down the elevator together and they're like this is weird isn't it because like we said we'd fight each other and uh should we do it here and then eyebrow man is like remember we promised each other we'd fight the next time we met but we can't really do that here can we it's as good a place as any huh I don't care, let's do it here. And then Doyle's like, mm, I don't think we should fight in this um, store, like, mall. And it's like, wh- why not? You guys have fought everywhere else. Um, but they don't. And then he goes, how about we get a drink instead? And then it just cuts to them at a bar. Having some bourbon. <laughs> yeah, and the guy, and oh my god, that was so ridiculous. And they're just sitting. I have to describe very briefly. They're sitting on stools at the bar. But I've never seen stools so far apart, and they both are, like, almost, like, they have their legs out on either side, because they're so big, clearly, that neither of them can, like, keep their legs in properly, and it's just the funniest shot, and so they're sitting at this bar in, like, a weird frog squat, and then the guy pours them both bourbons, and Doyle acts like it's some weird thing nobody has ever heard of, and he's like, this is from where I live, 
which is what the states right? ireland oh it's from ireland yeah okay but like <laughs> and he's like his name's hector doyle it's from oh, ireland okay <laughs> anyways so yeah so then like he's like what are we gonna do and then the other guy's like i told you i'm ready to fight whenever and i'm like did you walk all the way to this bar just constantly saying like let me know i'm ready to fight i'm ready to fight like yes. it was so weird and then so he finishes his drink and then doyle says some other shit i don't know yeah doyle's just muttering because he's about to do for about the ninth time this season the trick where you drink some alcohol or flammable liquid no he didn't did he? Doyle? Yeah. Oh. He tried to, and it didn't go well. Well, okay. Sorry, just to finish the thought, where you drink flammable liquid, and they go, and blow it on something. Yeah, so then he finished, Doyle finished his drink, so they both finished their drinks, and he picked up the little, one of those little tiny tea candle things on the bar, and he went to, like, blow it, yep. but then the other guy... Red suit threw a dagger into his eye. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. But the fire, for some reason, still didn't hit. Yeah, I think what happened was he just ended up not re- not having much uh, f- intention. Like, I think he just blew into, like, mm. he, almost like he spit it out instead of doing a cool I martial see, okay. arts blow. Yeah, he threw a dagger into Doyle's eye, and da- he's like, huh? And I'm like, I would react a little more if someone threw a dagger into me, never mind in my eye. Yeah. And then it goes, uh... And the end credits. <laughs> yeah, literally. It it ended again in the middle of one of Doyle's fights. So Doyle's fights don't work for pacing. Um yeah. I think that was it. Yeah. And then there was the end credits. And man, you have not described them very well. So here's the thing. Um I should have talked about it in Ryan's episode, and I actually do talk about it in Jack's episode. Okay, um, but you need my take. Yes, but it wasn't in Naomi's episode, weirdly. It, oh. it, it was just that, but no people were in it. Oh, okay, so the music is very, like, upbeat, and then... But what was crazy is that for, there's just, like, a ton of people, and it looks like they're on a conveyor belt. And, like, literally starting from, like, episode one of this, where there was, like, the bullies. Like, and I was like... And it's not any of the main characters. It's all, like, background people. And so at first I was like, is this some sort of, like in memorial like i couldn't remember if anyone if they'd all died or something but then after literally this goes on for like two minutes so like after 30 seconds i was like i honestly feel like i'm in one of those um dating dating simulators where they're like pick your boyfriend and it but it's like just constant and like they've all got the craziest expressions i don't know it was so weird yeah i honestly love it the more i watch it it's basically every character that the animators had to design who doesn't really do much they basically just take like them and, threw them in the anyways yeah. yeah so yeah yeah oh man what a great episode um yeah do we miss anything no i was gonna i was gonna talk more about doyle but i might i might save that for later i i have a th- I, i've had thoughts of like if doyle was an attempt for a manga a mangaka from the 90s to write a queer coded character um, Why? Well, first of all, he dresses up as a woman and um, oh, yeah, attacks he people. Uh, he had a great line where he was just like, "You wouldn't be the first man to t- 
tie me down or something like that. <laughs> but I think that was a joke because he was dressed as a woman. Mm. Um, he takes Retsu to the bar. He Yeah, it really did feel like a date for a, a couple moments there. Like, it, uh, like there's nothing. It, it's very much reading the subtext. Um, but it, I don't know. It made me... Th- <laughs> it, it's something I'll come back to as the season goes on. Because um, there, there's little, little moments. But anyway, just planting that seed. Um, <laughs> anyway... So, Lindsay, you've watched multiple episodes of Baki now. But after watching this one, a great one, do you think that Baki is a good show? Uh, no, I don't think it's a good show. And honestly, uh, until you started the podcast, I was always embarrassed every time you would bring it up and try to get other people to watch it because it was that annoying of a show. But um, I will say I've had a lot of fun um, listening to the podcast and... <laughs> You know, it's nice when it's not me being forced into watching all these episodes and I can hear other people's thoughts. So I I give it like a two out of ten. Out of five. Out of ten. (laughs) Like I would have given it a one or less before, but your podcast has upped that to a two. Good job. (laughs) Thanks. The podcast, I give like an eight or nine. Wow, an eight or nine. What would you give a home away from Dome? Um, I mean, I edited it all, so yeah. 10 out of 10. Okay. Feel free to find that still on Apple Podcasts <laughs> before I stop paying the hosting fees. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for coming all the way upstairs <laughs> to wow. record this. Um, this has been another fun episode. Uh, if you enjoyed it, uh, make sure to leave a like um, on some platform that allows that. Um, or just subscribe to listen to more. Uh that's all the Baki we've got to talky. I'll see y'all next week. Was I supposed to say something? <laughs>